it, and besides, my feelings would be hurt. I was merely stalling, partly because I wanted to hear him talk some more. It sounded to me as if his croak had flaws in it. Clogged tubes have no effect on your S's, as in seven and sitting, but he was trying to produce one, and he turned long into laud when it should have been more like log. So I was suspecting that the croak was a phony. If I hadn't had my full share of ego, I might also have been curious as to why he had picked on me, since we were not chums, but of course that was no problem. If your ego is in good shape, you will pretend you're surprised if a national chairman calls to tell you his party wants to nominate you for President of the United States. But you're not really surprised. I only stalled him long enough to be satisfied that the croak was a fake before I agreed to take it on. The fact was that the idea appealed to me. It would be a new experience and should increase my knowledge of human nature. It might also be a little ticklish and even dismal, but it would be interesting to see how they handled it, not to mention how I would handle it myself. So I told him I would stand by for a call from his Aunt Louise. It came in less than half an hour. I had finished the oiling job and was putting the guns in their drawer in my desk when the phone rang. A voice I recognized said she was Mrs. Rabalodi's secretary, and Mrs. Rabalodi wished to speak with me. And I said, Is it jewelry again, Miss Fromm? And she said, She will tell you what it is, Mr. Goodwin. Then another voice also recognized. Mr. Goodwin, speaking. My nephew Austin Bine says he phoned you. I guess he did. You guess he did? The voice said it was Bine, but it could have been a seal trying to bark. He has laryngitis. He told you so. Apparently you haven't changed any. He says that he asked you to take his place at dinner at my home this evening, and you said you would if I invited you. Is that correct? I admitted it. He says that you are acquainted with the nature and significance of the affair. Of course I am. So are fifty million other people, or more. I know. I regret the publicity it has received in the past, but I refuse to abandon it. I owe it to my dear first husband's memory. I am inviting you, Mr. Goodwin. Okay. I accept the invitation as a favor to your nephew. Thank you. Very well. A pause. Of course it is not usual on inviting a dinner guest to caution him about his conduct, but for this occasion some care is required. You appreciate that? Certainly. Tact and discretion are necessary. I'll bring mine along, I assured her. And, of course, refinement. I'll borrow some. I decided she needed a little comfort. Don't worry, Mrs. Rabalodi. I understand the setup, and you can count on me clear through to the coffee and even after. Relax. I am fully briefed. Tact, discretion, refinement, black tie, seven o'clock. Then I'll expect you. Please hold the wire. My secretary will give you the names of those who will be present. It will simplify the introductions if you know them in advance. Miss Fromm got on again. Mr. Goodwin? Still here. You should have paper and pencil. I always have. Shoot. Stop me if I go too fast. There will be twelve at table. Mr. and Mrs. Rabalotti, Miss Celia Grantham and Mr. Cecil Grantham. They are Mrs. Rabalotti's son and daughter by her first husband. 
Yeah, I know. Miss Helen Yarmis, Miss Ethel Varr, Miss Faith Usher. Am I going too fast? I told her no. Miss Rose Tuttle, Mr. Paul Schuster, Mr. Beverly Kent, Mr. Edwin Laidlaw, yourself. That makes twelve. Miss Varr will be on your right, and Miss Tuttle will be on your left. I thanked her and hung up. Now that I was booked, I wasn't so sure I liked it. It would be interesting, but it might also be a strain on the nerves. However, I was booked, and I rang Bine at the number he had given me and told him he could stay home and gargle. Then I went to Wolf's desk and wrote on his calendar Mrs. Rabalotti's name and phone number. He wants to know where to reach me when I'm out, even when we have nothing important on, in case someone yells for help and will pay for it. Then I went to the hall, turned left, and pushed through the...